Thank you for listening to this episode of Two Heels and a Face podcast. Within this episode, it will just be myself, Charlie Vale, at Chuck underscore Colorado on Twitter. I'm going to be slightly breaking down a recent NXT house show that I went to in Indianapolis. And then also how that house show in Indianapolis relates to the last takeover that happened, which was NXT San Antonio. And just some takeaways that I had from both the show at NXT Indy and the show of NXT San Antonio, the takeover. So I hopped in a car on a, I believe it was a Thursday, with my friend Matt Reed. Matt Reed is on Twitter at Fat Reed, F-A-T-T-R-E-E-D. So we hopped in the car together and we drove from Chicago. That's where we, I'm originally from the West Suburbs, but that's where we currently live. And we drove to Indianapolis, which is a around a three-hour drive. And then we were gonna we drove back that night as well. So a lot of time in the car, but all worth it for the show and for the NXT brand, in my opinion. On the way driving over there, we Matt got a speeding ticket, so that happened. Um, so we rolled into Indianapolis, not the in we were in a we were in a hyped mood, but that just brought us down a little bit. And then um, it took us a little bit to find parking. But uh, two heels on a face. Actually, I actually sent up a Snapchat filter, and I placed the geo filter around the venue, and the venue was actually at 502 North New Jersey Street in Indianapolis, Indiana. It was called the Old National Center, and within the Old National Center, it was a room called the Egyptian Room. So this was almost like a very large theater uh, where a lot of, I wanna say some movies might have happened, but a couple of venues that can have like multiple concerts or shows having uh, going on at once with different rooms, within different rooms. So, I set up that filter and it started right around when the show was about to start. And I had some people tweeting pictures of themselves at the show with the Snapchat filter on it. They're tweeting to our Twitter handle at two heels and a face, the number two. And so thank you all for doing that. That was really cool just to see the, the Snapchat geo filter be interacted with and to see that um, you appreciated that and you wanted to just share your, your experience with us. So thank you for all of that. So, that was making me anxious, very anxious rolling into Indianapolis. And then we got in there and we were a couple minutes late. We were about five minutes late. So we got in there and we were sitting next to an individual who was standing the entire time and kept yelling the phrase right in the mush. So if you remember that individual who was yelling that phrase consistently throughout the whole show, then that's where I was sitting. I was sitting directly in front of him, which was both equally annoying and hysterical at the same time. So we got there right in the middle of the cruiserweight division match between Grand Metalik and Noam Dar. It's good to see that Grand Metalik is still being used because he's not on 205 Live right now, and I'm a big fan of his. So he appropriately scored the victory, and I thought that was really a really great opener. It got me in the mood for wrestling because a lot of cruiserweight matches have that high, intense energy and action, and I thought that that really did its job. Uh, after that was a six-man tag match, and this was between Sanity, so Big Demo, who is now, I believe, Killian Dane in NXT, and Alexander Wolf and Eric Young with Nikki Cross at ringside versus Oni Lorcan and Heavy Machinery, who is composed of 
Tucker and Otis. Tucker Knight and Otis Dozovich. Never really heard of them before, but their ring attire and their name appropriately suit them because they're very massive individuals. So I think Sanity is always on the perfect blend of drugs. A perfect blend of upper and downers. That's what their characters portray to me. So they did. They worked some comedy in this match too, which I thought was unexpected because they're supposed to be dark and deadly. It's supposed to be this deadly force, but Eric Young seemed to be running up and down the the apron, screaming in his very hoarse voice, and it got the crowd was laughing at him basically. So that was a little interesting to see them work that angle, which I didn't expect. They went over as you would expect. Um, Eric Young has a, a pretty good finisher. And it's really hard to explain, um, so I won't even try to attempt that. But he hit his finisher on Oni Lorcan for the victory. Sanity, I feel like he's going to be pushed pretty heavily. And we'll probably get the tag team titles at some point. At least that's what it feels like. After that was Ember Moon versus Mandy Rose. So Mandy Rose, very attractive diva. She's better than Eva Marie in the ring. Um, Ember Moon was is next to probably take the title off of Asuka, I'm assuming. So Ember, Moose, Ember Moon beat Mandy Rose with the, the flipping stunner off the top rope. I thought it was a great match. Nothing too spectacular. Um, next was DIY versus the Authors of Pain for the NXT Tag Team titles. DIY are my boys from the Midwest. And I've seen Tommaso Ciampa wrestle at many AEW shows in Chicago. So that was a really great match. Um, it's surprising to me that the Authors of Pain actually took a pinfall in this because they have never been pinned. I'm pretty sure they're undefeated in NXT, at least with tape shows and in the storyline. Um, so they, they actually took a pinfall. I thought that seeing this match, I thought that DIY and Authors of Pain could have a really good NXT San Antonio match. And they did have a really good NXT San Antonio match. So at NXT Indy, this was kind of the precursor to it. So they were practicing, trying out some different things. I thought that it was a little, I guess the, the performing of the moves wasn't exactly up to par when I saw them at NXT Indy, but they cleaned it up. And I knew that that match had potential at NXT San Antonio because I saw it in Indy and I thought they just need to tweak a couple more things and get their timing a little bit more right. And they're going to have a... Um, a fantastic match. So it was really good. It was really good to to see that match. It was really good to see my boys in action because at the same time, there was a show going on in, I believe, Florida. So I, the NXT roster was split really during this night, and I believe we got a majority of the stars in Indy. And it makes sense that the two mid guys from who wrestled predominantly in the Midwest, Ohio, Milwaukee, Chicago, will come to Indy for this show. So um, going back really quickly to the Sanity match, it's it would make sense that Sanity wins and then Eric Young goes over Ty Dillinger at San Antonio. So I felt like that would make that made sense to me. Um, also, I believe Ember Moon won her match at the pre-show of NXT San Antonio. So though the first two matches that I um, explained, or excuse me, the second and the third that I explained with Sanity winning and Ember Moon winning, translated right into NXT San Antonio. And, they, and uh, Sanity, or Eric Young and Ember Moon won both of their matches there. This one had DIY getting the pinfall, but 
they cleaned up a few things and then they actually dropped their titles in NXT San Antonio, which uh, we'll see if that was a good move or not. But um, after that was a intermission. Um, then it was Elias Sampson versus Patrick Clark. So Elias Sampson just really doesn't do it for me. I'm not a huge fan of him. He tried to sing a song and kind of crap on an indie, which I have done before, just being from Chicago, uh, pretty ignorantly, but that, that's that's what happens. People from Chicago brag on people from Indiana. Um, that's our mindset in a way, and that and Indiana just falls victim to a lot of those jokes. And I feel like Elias Sampson tried to do the same thing and didn't really do a great job of it. So Elias Sampson still, I feel, is he's booed, but he's not booed in the sense that people are playing along with the storyline of booing him. They're booing him because they really don't like him, and that's my opinion. So if you have a different opinion on Elias Sampson and you want to point out some good things about him, please do. I mean, he looks in phenomenal shape, and his body looks great. He's a body guy, I want to say. But he does wrestle in black jeans, which I know annoys some people. And I really don't think he's very good at being mean. I just think he's good at being bland, and that's what he is right now. So he beat Patrick Clark pretty handily. Patrick Clark, who I've never seen before wrestle, had a very metrosexual gimmick, which could be very interesting. I've never seen anything like that, at least uh, like currently in any wrestling. So that could be a very interesting gimmick for him in the future. Um, going into the next match was a NXT Women's Triple Threat, and this was a precursor to the Fatal 4-Way that took place at NXT San Antonio. So at NXT Indy, I felt like this match had by far the most storytelling elements in it, which was really cool. And it's not what I expect. I mean, I kind of did expect it because no offense to a Nikki Cross or Billy Kay, but their in-ring ability is very limited. And I think that NXT, the entire NXT women's division needs to almost restock and reload and the the peop, the women in that NXT women's division really need to up their game because right now it's just Ember Moon and it's just Asuka and they'll probably be the next people that feud but I think that with Bailey leaving and Nia Jax leaving Alexa Bliss Gallo's going up to the main roster after the draft they were really struggling struggling excuse me to find someone who could give Asuka a really good match and I think that's why they brought in Mickey James because Mickey James has that experience. So, and that's why they've kind of mixed in Nikki Cross, Billy Kay, and Peyton Royce into these triple threats and these fatal four ways. And it's kind of to mask the fact that there's not a great amount of in-ring talent besides Asuka and Ember Moon right now. But they did a really good job of it at both NXT San Antonio and NXT Indy by putting in a lot of storytelling elements, like the fact that Peyton Royce and Billy Kay are really good mean girls. Um, and... Nikki Cross is an absolute psychopath and everyone is like disgusted by her. So I thought that was really cool that they mixed in those elements. Asuka is just the badass who will kick anyone in the face. But at times she was even a little taken back by how weird Nikki Cross was. And I think Peyton Royce and Billy Kay are just really good at being nasty. Um, so just nasty individuals and heartless souls basically. So that match I thought was really good, although the in-ring execution in NXT Indy was not great. They cleaned it up a lot in NXT San Antonio. So both now in two matches with the DIY match and the women's match, the in-ring action needed to be cleaned up, and it was in NXT San Antonio. So props to the roster for practicing and putting in the time on a house show 
and then having a really good uh, takeover show. So Asuka won that match at NXT Indy, rightfully so. And then in the main event, it was a tag match between Roderick Strong, Shinsuke Nakamura versus um, Samoa Joe and Bobby Roode. So this is when this is before NXT San Antonio. So Nakamura had the NXT title. Uh, but this match showed to me that, first of all, Roderick Strong's entrance needs to be elevated because he was sandwiched right in the middle of three of the best entrances um, on the NXT roster with Joe's entrance, Rude's entrance, and Nakamura's. So that hurt him a little bit, in my opinion. But I know he has a really, really huge following from being on the indie scene and in Ring of Honor, so there's a lot of people still cheering for him. I think that he is next in line for a NXT title shot. I would love to see them do a Rude versus Ty Dillinger angle. I think there's still a lot of money there, and have doing the Ty Dillinger underdog storylines for him to finally beat someone like Rude and get his moment with the NXT Championship and then maybe lose it right after. I think that would be a great storyline. I think that's what they should do next, uh, depending on what they do with Nakamura. Because at San Antonio, he has that kayfabe injury, and he might be gone off TV for a little bit. So this might be a time for a quick mini feud between Ty and Bobby Rude. Uh, but if they're not going to do that, I think that Roderick Strong has put himself into position to be in that main event picture. I think it's foreshadowing that he was in the tag match at NXT Indy, and he won his match at San Antonio, too. So I think that he is in line, and I think that he did a really good job in this match. He's got some really nice high-flying kicks, and he's a little he looks he's more athletic than he lets off, just from his overall look. So this was a really good match. Nakamura hits Joe with the Kinhasa to win. And then at NXT San Antonio, um, Rude obviously beats Nakamura to get the belt. So I, just, I think there is just a lot of opportunity to, to kind of make your next new really big baby face in NXT, whether it's Strong, whether it's Ty. Ty pretty much already is um, extremely over, but to put him in a main event picture would be interesting. Um, and there's some history there. So I believe Rude beat Ty to become the number one contender. So this would kind of almost be like a rematch feud in a sense. And uh, Rude, I want to say, turned on Ty during the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Um, so I think that's what happened. Maybe not. Correct me if I'm wrong. But jumping right now into NXT San Antonio, and I won't break down every match in this because I kind of already did. Um, so you can see the correlation between what kind of took place on an NXT Indie House show and then how that translated to the San Antonio TakeOver show. So there, there was a lot of things that needed to be cleaned up in NXT Indy, and it foreshadowed a lot of things that were going to happen too. And then with NXT San Antonio, they did clean up those, those spots. They had a lot of really good matches, but then NXT San Antonio kind of took you by storm because it's a big pay-per-view and title switch hands. So the Authors of Pain one and Bobby Roode one. So it's really cool to see just how a house show translates into a really big pay-per-view. I thought the, the viewing experience, the venue, and even the drive wasn't terrible. But the venue, the viewing experience, the people I were around at NXT Indy were phenomenal people, really big wrestling fans. Um, once again, thank you to people who use the Snapchat filter and who interacted with us on Twitter. That was really awesome. Um, just quickly about NXT San Antonio. I think that Corey Graves is the best announcer that the WWE has right now, and he makes people look absolutely silly. I'm not sure what that man's name was, who was the third announcer on the San Antonio show, 
Um, I, I, I know he's a former wrestler, but I don't know his name. I can't think of it right now. But he made Corey Graves made that made that guy look stupid. So Corey Graves is like far above and beyond. I think the best announcer that WWE has right now. He says things that are going through my head, and he says things that are completely real and realistic. Um, so I thought he did uh, a phenomenal job. I think he called Nikki Cross a wildling at one point, which is a reference to Game of Thrones. Um, so I thought that the Fatal 4-Way women's match, like I said, they cleaned up a lot of spots, and the in-ring work was uh, pretty good in that match, and the table spot with Nikki Cross with the double vertical suplex was fantastic. So props to them for doing a really good job. And also, I just thought overall that it was a really fantastic show. So it's amazing how NXT doesn't have a letdown pay-per-view. And I know there's more pay-per-views on the, the main roster for WWE, but there's always a good one followed by a bad one, a good one followed by an okay one, a good one followed by a decently good one. Um, just WWE is never really consistent with how good their pay-per-views are, but NXT gets it right every single time. I feel every single time, even when the people who I want to win lose, I understand where the storyline is going. I understand why they lost. And I am not even mad because it makes perfect booking sense in my opinion. So it's crazy how consistently good NXT is with their takeover, uh, pay-per-views. So if you had any comments about the NXT indie show, um, if you have any other different opinions on what things you saw, things you noticed that might have foreshadowed events that take, took place in NXT San Antonio, I got a really cool poster from the NXT indie show that I need to frame. It has really cool blue and yellow, uh, like colors and accents on it. And it shows the entire card, uh, of that night, which I think is really cool. If you bought any merch, if you saw me, I was wearing a, a believe a unicorn new day shirt. And um, I'm not sure what your Matt was wearing, but if you saw us or we're sitting around us or we're sitting around the guy who was screaming right in the mush the entire time, uh, please reach out to me. Reach out to us on tw and Twitter at two heels and a face, all one word, starting with the number two. And then reach out to me on Twitter as well at Chuck underscore Colorado. We can talk about NXT Indy, the things you took away from it. Um, your opinions on wrestling, and then we can talk about NXT San Antonio as well, which I thought was a really good show. So thank you for listening to Two Heels and a Face. We are on SoundCloud. Just search for, like I said, the number two, not TWO, but the number two. Search for Two Heels and a Face on SoundCloud. And we are also newly on iTunes again. So we've kind of re rebooted in a sense. Uh, we made a couple podcasts and then there was a lull or a lag time. But we're back now. We're back creating content. We're back to talking with people and interacting and overall just watching more wrestling. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for listening. And please interact with us on Twitter and talk to us. And we will talk and write back and also have a good day. Take care.